I want to speak to you today on the doctrine of redemption. He gave himself a ransom for many. I also want you to know that there are many views with regard to redemption in this world. Most people who say they are Christians believe in redemption, but they don't certify and verify and tell what they mean by that. There are many who believe that Christ merely came to give sinners an opportunity. I will tell you something that may startle you a bit, but I feel safe with you because I would say 75% of this congregation believes with me what I'm about to say. Many years ago, somebody started two lies, and that is that God loves everybody and that Christ died for everybody. That is not true. Let me let that sink in. I feel safe telling you that. You may have questions today about that, but, but the truth is Christ didn't die for everybody. He died for somebody. Don't get this wrong. Christ did not give himself a ransom for everybody, but he did pay somebody's sin debt. And when I say that, I mean what the songwriter meant. Jesus paid it all. All the debt I owe, sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. I do not believe in a general atonement that, that Christ died a, a, a substitutionary death for everyone, but he did die for somebody. I wonder if it was you. you say, well, how can I know? Well, if you qualify, if you know you qualify, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Is that you? If you're not a sinner, then I have no message for you. There is no hope for you because he only came to redeem sinners, but redeem them he did. And that's the good news. I hear preachers say constantly that God is waiting on you. Well, if he is and you're dead in sins and trespasses, he's going to be waiting a long time. The truth is that Salvation, the gospel, redemption is God's plan and purpose. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I want to show you the greatness of God's redemption and I'll try to do it hurriedly. Look at your own sin. Just look at it square in the face and you'll see the greatness of redemption. If you'll own up, if you will look at your own life, if you will see your own transgressions, look into the hole from which you were digged. Look at the former state that you were in, in your sins, indulged, the crimes which you've committed, the continual rebellion against God and his son, Jesus Christ. I was thinking while studying for this message about the infinity of sin. Just one sin. That one sin that you committed deserves an eternity in hell. You, you rebelled against the God of heaven. But think about the multitudes of your sin. We're not talking about one sin. 
If you are 30, 40, 50, oh my, if you're 75, you've got a bundle, a Himalaya of sin, a mountain of iniquity that needed to be atoned for. The Isaiah verse that Dr. Pasolacco read said, He shall see of the travail, the sufferings of his soul, and shall be satisfied. Is God satisfied with a payment for your sins? There's only one payment God's ever been satisfied. There's only one that could pay your sin debt in full, completely. Think about it. That God has done away with sin in your case. There is no sin for you. He's made an end of sin. I read that verse and I say, what does that mean? And then I quickly say, I don't know, but it's wonderful. You have no sin because God in Christ made an end of sin. Think about the sin of your childhood. As I studied and prepared today, my mind went back to my young years. And very early on in my life, I was convicted and convinced. I tossed and turned on my young bed at night, knowing that I was lost and that I needed a Savior. I've got good news for you today. If that's your state, if that's your condition, if you've wrestled all night with your thought of how you've used and prostituted yourself and sinned against the God of heaven and wallowed in the stables of sin and you feel as black as all hell. I got some good news for you. Can you believe it? Jesus paid it all, all the debt you owe. How great a ransom that is. How, how nonchalant we take the story of Calvary and what Jesus did. Man, this place ought to be up in arms today with hallelujahs. We should have been standing and shouting all over this place. Jesus paid it all. There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty in Christ. There is no judgment for me. No hell for me. Can you believe it today? Said, well, I'm going to venture out. Go ahead, venture out. I'm going to trust Christ. I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to believe on him. There's no hope anywhere else. Amen. Trust him today. Believe on him. And those of you who are here, you know, I'm not ashamed of talking about the sovereignty of God here. I don't blush. I'm your pastor. And, and I don't blush because 75% of you are with me on this. That God elected you before the foundation of the world. That God sent his only begotten son for a purpose, on purpose. Hallelujah! To accomplish that purpose. He shall, his name shall be called Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. That's you. That's me. Not he might. Not he's going to do his best. Not if you have your uh, right and exercise your free will. Not if you make Jesus your, your choice. But, but here's the message. He came into the world to seek and to save that which was lost. And all he seeks, he saves. That's the truth. He paid somebody's sin debt. You know, right now in heaven's court, there are men that were once murderers, thieves and drunkards, whoremongers, 
and blasphemers and persecutors who have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. And right now they're clapping, listening to me louder than you're clapping. <laughs> they're there. And there's no judgment, no condemnation. Kurt's there. He's watching me close. Think about the greatness of your sins and Jesus paid it all. Isn't that something? How about your secret sins? You got any secret sins? Liar, liar, pants on fire. You do have secret sins. Things that nobody except you know about. Oh, of course God knew about them because in his son, your sins were put on him and, his, and your sin debt was paid. When he said it was, it's finished, do you know what? It was. It was finished. It was accomplished. And then with regard to redemption, think about the measure by the sternness of divine justice. God is not Santa Claus. God is holy, holy, holy. And the seraphims and the cherubims stand in his presence and cover their faces and cry, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. He is of pure eyes than to look upon sin. He's a holy God. And he is a just God. And he said every sin, every sin and transgressions must receive a just recompense of reward. In order for you to go to heaven, every one of your sins must be punished, either in you throughout eternity or in Christ. He will by no means spare the guilty. The soul that sinneth it shall die. He will have satisfaction either from you or from Christ. Praise God for the doctrine of accomplished redemption. He shall see the sufferings of his soul. God took out his black snake whip of justice and beat him and by his stripes, I've been healed. My sins have been paid for in full. Can you sing today? Jesus paid it all. Will you leave here today in your heart singing all the debt I owed? Sin had left a crimson stain. I'm washed white as snow. I'm heaven bound. I am heaven bound because Christ was my substitute. You see, God demands eternal punishment. You ever thought about the punishment of Christ? Oh, I know you've seen him on the cross wounded and bleeding. You've seen the beatings, him go from judgment hall to judgment hall. You saw them stretch him out on the cross and nail the nails in his hands and spear in his side. But you must go much deeper than that to understand this redemption. He died a spiritual death in your place, in your stead. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we're healed. That's the greatness of this redemption. And on the cross, and in those three hours of darkness, he drank my damnation, the cup of my damnation dry. He emptied the cup. There wasn't a drop of justice left. 
And the Bible says this in the Psalms, that justice and mercy have smooched. They've kissed one another. And I know some of you are going like this. Well, I disagree with your opening statements. God is love. I know that. Here's the miracle of it. That God is not Santa Claus in the sense that he looks over your sin. But God found a way to satisfy his justice and also exercise his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins and trespasses. You'll not sneak in the back door of heaven. God will not look away as an unjust God. But God has been satisfied with the payment of his son and thousands upon thousands and thousands of thousands have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are saved by him. He drank my damnation dry. Don't leave out of here, little child of God, thinking about your mess. Think about his great redemption. There's nobody in here that hasn't made a mess of their life. Uh, you should have said amen louder than that. We're a mess. Ah, uh, the price he paid. Think about the price he paid. You're not redeemed with corruptible things. Your little Catholic baptism or mass or Baptist baptism or whatever, whatever you are, you haven't been redeemed by that. You're not going to heaven because you're a Baptist, Catholic, Methodist, or Presbyterian. You're going to heaven because Jesus Christ shed his blood for you on the tree of the cross and atoned for your sins. What an awful death he died. You read in the book of Isaiah that his visage was marred beyond any man. Sometimes I try to picture what that must have been like exactly. It had to be more than the physical uh, punishment that was laid upon him. And it was horrible when he was dragged through the streets, when he fell beneath the, the cross, when they, he was beaten in several courts, and then they laid him on the cross and nailed him to it. Must have been awful. He was spit upon. His hair was plucked out. He had a crown of thorns. All of that is awful, but you got to go deeper than that because you see, God was there. Satan was there. You ever try to imagine what Satan was trying to do? Do you know at Calvary, Satan was trying to kill him? Because if Satan had killed him, you wouldn't be redeemed. He had to lay down his life and take it up again. He had to yield his life. And when he had slain all the demons of hell and Satan himself crushed his head, he said, it's, it's accomplished. It's finished. It's done. My people's sin debt is paid in full. You ought to be excited about that. And not only that, but if you think about this redemption in this sense, that he infallibly saved you. There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. No man shall pluck them out of my father's hand. My father which gave them me is greater than all. I've had people say to me, oh, you're one of those eternal security people. Absolutely, because Jesus paid it all. Well, what if you want to jump out? What fool wants to jump out of God's hand? First of all, you're not in the jumping business. He's in the saving business. You may mess up. 
But I can tell you this, you are heaven bound. The apostle Paul said, we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them who are the called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate, whom he predestinated, them he also called, whom he called, them he also justified, whom he justified, them he also glorified. Who shall separate us from the love of God? I am persuaded that neither life, nor death, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Because Jesus paid it all. Now I want to say to you who are here and you're, you're wrestling. You're, you're wrestling with your sinnership. You are so condemned. You feel under the mighty wrath of God that there's no hope for you that you're bound for hell. You know your sinnership. You know you deserve it. But today, as I've been speaking, you've felt a deep down tickle in your soul. What if that's true of me? What if he paid my sin debt? What what if? I can tell you this. I positively tell you this. I would not lead you astray. If you know you're a sinner... You definitely have a savior. If in your heart this is good news and glad tidings, there's nothing for me to do. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I'm going to venture. I don't know much of the Bible, but but preacher, I hear you. That's the best news I ever heard. That Jesus paid it all. That there's nothing left to my, my sins. They're all paid for. God is just and justifier of the ungodly. Yeah. And when it's time for you to die, I think about Kurt leaving us over there in the men's dorm. And... You know, people tell their pastors things they don't tell anybody else. Some of you are going to be glad when I'm dead because I have your secrets. But Kurt and I used to talk about it, about past sins and present sins and future sins. And this is what I would always tell him. Like I'm telling you, Jesus paid it all. There's nothing left. Say, well, so-and-so is going to be up there and, you know, they're going to testify against me. No, no, you've got it all wrong. Some preacher told you wrong. Say, well, you know, I don't think I'm going to get my, my crown when I get up there. No, you're not going to want a crown. If you got one, you'd want to put it on Jesus' head, not your own. <laughs> Worthy is the lamb that was slain. We love to say it. We love to sing it in here. The worthiness of Christ who redeemed us. You know what it means to redeem? I learned this a long time ago. It means to buy back. You see, it was a time when you and I were in the slave market of sin. We were on the slave block. And Jesus came into the slave market one day and said, how much for Kent Clark? Well, it's going to cost you your life. Jesus said, I'll give it. I'll give my life for him. And he laid down the price and paid my sin debt. 
But that's not all. He bought my emancipation papers. I'll never be a slave again, ever. I have eternal life. That's why those of us who are converted, death is not such a bad thing to us. Not when we really look at it from the standpoint. You know, I can remember sitting in church, and this is a bad place to think this. Sitting in church, and, and basically it's a, it's a work message. You know, God saves you, and then it's up to you to kind of keep the snowball rolling. And my snowball wasn't getting much bigger as far as good works. Uh, I couldn't have made a snowman out of my snowball of life and good works. And then I would hear things like, God's going to show all the sins that you've ever committed since you were converted. God doesn't even know where they are. Did you hear what I said? God doesn't know anything about your sin because they're gone. They're out of his sight. They're, re they're removed. They're paid for. It's over. It's finished. It's done. Don't be thinking that way. Say, but I know I've done them. Yes, but do you know Jesus paid it all? That's your problem. This message that's being preached today that, that Christ died for everybody just isn't true. He died for somebody in a particular, peculiar way. He said, I know my sheep. And they know me because they hear my voice. I would, I would just guarantee that somebody's heard his voice today. And, and you're pretty happy on the inside. And those of you who know him, I know through my voice, through my poor voice, you heard the voice of God today say, you don't have any sin. And I know there's some of you religious people here who can't wait to get out of here to tell somebody, oh, yes, you do. Don't believe what he said. You'll be smoking again. You'll be using again. You can't believe Jesus has paid it all. For years now, people have said, you know, Clark believes you can just live like you want to. Absolutely. I want to be here. I want to sing with you. I want to hear the message of grace. I want to hear the story over and over and over again that Jesus paid it all. It feeds my soul. It keeps me going. I just can't imagine how some of you live with stuff hanging over your head. And, and you know what? If I'm your pastor, I want to get whatever's hanging over your head away from your head and get the gospel down in your heart. And I'd love to see you hop up and say, Jesus paid it all. Amen. You have joy. about This is good news. This is, this is glad tidings. And what a way to start off the coming year. I know he paid it all. I have no sin debt. Jesus accomplished what he came to do. He's my Savior, my Lord, my Redeemer, my redemption, my atonement, my satisfaction in God's sight. Can you believe on him today? Say, well, you know, by grace through faith. I, I know that. Where'd you get the faith? What a crazy story this gospel is, right? I mean, if you look at it, it's kind of crazy to the natural mind. That God came into the world through the womb of a virgin. Huh. 
a woman that had never known a man and they was born in a stable and he grew up without sin and he lived in human flesh, Emmanuel, God amongst us, went up on Calvary, died in our room place instead. Do you get it? In your room, in your place, in your stead. He died as a substitute. You know what a spare tire is? That's a tire that takes another tire's place. Well, Jesus Christ took your place. He took the place of sinners. And by the way, you got a flat tire. <laughs> yeah, you do. Can you trust him today? I'm encouraging you today to let go of your baptismal papers. Let go of all that legalism that you have been taught all your life and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I guarantee you when that happens, the burden will be lifted. The sins rolled away. You know, in the book of Romans, it says this, that sins were rolled over every year. In the Old Testament, sins were rolled over. Can you imagine when the Old Testament saints who are in heaven look down from heaven and Jesus cried with a loud voice, it's accomplished! Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all you folks up there, it's done, it's finished. Your debt is paid in full. No more simply rolling over. I have come, I have died in your place. I have paid your debt. Your debt is paid. Have you ever got an announcement like that in the mail? Maybe that you owed Sears or, is Sears still in operation? <laughs> all right, all right. Whoever's in operation, your debt has been paid. Wow, that's good news, is it not? Can you hear it today? And can you rejoice today? And if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, but today's the day and you've trusted him, will you come and tell us? We'll rejoice with you.